This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and thispipelife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy International Pipe Smoking Day. Man, happy International Pipe Smoking Day. (laughs) I can't believe it. We're actually recording on International Pipe Smoking Day. Never has happened. I don't think in the that's history. done before. Yeah, it's funny. We've been doing this. Gosh, four years now. Has it been that long? <laughs> it's been not it quite, been that, but around there. Around yeah. there. I mean, getting close. That's terrifying. It is. But it I mean, is. you know, it's it's just funny. We, uh, yeah, we the uh, stars and planets aligned, and here we are Monday night, uh, and and it's uh, IPSD. So, uh, man, that's great. Do you know how I celebrated my? Uh, International Pipe Smoking Day. Well, let's see. Knowing you, you woke up at the uh, early hours of 2 p.m. Uh, and then probably, and even then, were dragged out of bed by your dog, Penny. Uh, and then after that, you had a nice uh, breakfast of scotch, the cheap stuff, of I know. course. And, uh, you know, then then did every, then spent three hours working on your hair, facial and otherwise, uh, until you got here about 30 minutes late. No, that, no, is, that, is that about right? It's about right, okay. yeah. There's nothing like your, 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 your cereal, your Wheaties with uh, old charcoal. Or eight, you know, it just charter. right, yeah. It's just it, there's nothing like you know washing it down with some good, uh, you know, polishing it off with some good pipe tobacco. Oh man, uh, man. <laughs> no, you're you're not far off, brother. Uh, yeah, no, we uh, we celebrated International Pipe Smoking Day by by doing a ton of mail orders here at the Country Squire. So Caleb and I were um, it just up to our elbows today in in boxes man. and bags and yeah. uh, weighing up tobaccos. Our our uh, trusty little. Uh, you know, sixty-year-old scale right here next to me uh, was was put to a lot of work today. So, uh, man, it's just exciting. There's a lot of energy in the pipe world right now, and it's it's funny with all the um, kind of news and uh, things being shaken up in the pipe world. Uh, there's some uncertainty, but I, I just had this sense at the start of 2017 that we're here that I don't know this is going to be a good year for for pipe smoking. I, what, I, I really have a really have a good feeling. For you that. know, I think you know you mentioned the uncertainty, and I do think there is something to be said with uh, you know with adversity and uncertainty. Kind of that that intersection also creates a, an opportunity for people to kind of gather together and, and work together, and and you know it's kind of one of those things. That's well put. You know, it, it yeah. is it is one of those things that you know when when we feel when we feel the pain collectively we also kind of gather collectively and we kind of mm-hmm. connect and it's a better way to kind of connect with one another uh and, and build up the community so uh so yeah man i hear you and i i really do great. i think this year is going to be a great year for the pipe community and, yeah yeah i think uh, so yeah well hey you know you mentioned uh caleb the intern uh up here with you um yeah dude man he he just uh he just rocks and rolls yeah can, but but he was uh he was on point today just weighing it up can I just tell you, I, I, um, I, Caleb, you know, for, for the listeners, if, if this is your first time listening, we've, we've got this guy, or you've got this guy named Caleb, who's an intern up here at the Country Squire, uh, uh, tobacconist in training, if you will. That's right. And, uh, and you know, he's a, he's, he's a great guy. It's the one old, of these the things. tobacconist in training. I got to know Caleb on uh, an episode, several episodes back. I think we talked about coffee, if I'm remembering correctly, it was yeah, our first yeah. episode together. And I remember, like, we instantly became best friends. Mm-hmm. And so this last past weekend, uh, he got me and a couple of other the, the local pipe community together, and we played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> now, now this is going to surprise you. This this is going to surprise you. I have no doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> I have never actually fully played Dungeons and Dragons. Well, you have now. Yeah, well, now I have. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like up until now, like I, and that kind of that, surprises that actually, me about to myself. Be, that that does surprise me. Just knowing your interest in all things nerddom. 
Um, and, and frankly, you, you know, some people might even say the same thing of me. I've never played it before <laughs> either. But uh, so, so how was your first experience? I gotta how, tell was, you, how was it with Dungeons and Dragons? It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was good. It was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, is that very the one? Are there cards involved? Or, or that, no. Is it? Is it that die that's got like twenty eight sides yep. to it or whatever? Yep. Yeah. In fact, like I got it. And Did I thought, you have to dress up? Well, no, I didn't have to dress up. <laughs> oh snap snap but i know I for a, you, you, no, you definitely no. spoke in, in in character accent though oh, didn't oh you? yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely i was a uh, i was a dwarf paladin who was a, a religious zealot and it was a lot of fun this makes me so happy but uh, and caleb and caleb was a drunken uh, uh monk but anyway so it was actually both y'all's characters were really close to home right, kind of yeah. close there yeah, right yeah i can see i can see that <laughs> a little Just, bit of blending on either side yeah, sure sure yeah, absolutely yeah. but yeah one way or the other it was a it was a blast and i got to tell you there is, you know, I was looking around the room and just everybody that was playing, I was like, man, there, there's something here to Dungeons and Dragons in the pipe community. You know, I even remember specifically Terry Shepard uh, when we had him on the show. Yeah, that's right. Talking specifically about, uh, you know, how he got into pipe specifically because of Dungeons and Dragons. And I'd be curious to know if, if that's, <laughs> you know, similar, uh, you know, if, if there are similar experiences out there. I just want to kind of float that out there. If you've got a story, I'd just be really interested to learn about so it. So is, is Dungeons and Dragons one of those games where you have to, you create a character and a and the character has a persona and a name and a history and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you you like create them out of thin air. It's, it's very much it, like if, if you're somebody who gets into like imagination, like it's like it's like imagining but for like you know older people you know and it's 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 a lot of fun i i enjoyed it so a lot. what was your character's name uh my character's name was jorvik 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 uh the, the it could be more creative than that the like, city of york that was okay. uh the, the city of york historically when it was sacked by the vikings they renamed it the kingdom of jorvik and so for a brief time the city of is york this, is this something in no like, no this, this is real this is this history is real. right yeah. Uh, so, so the historic city of York uh, was, w while it was under uh, Viking control, was known as Jorvik, and so that is kind of how I came up with that name. That's good. I thought that was pretty. That, that, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. You, you're you're my favorite dwarf zealot. I, hey, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, yeah, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, hey, you know, you're my favorite uh, tobacconist that is now <laughs> famous, but nobody knows about it. Yeah, this is kind of weird, huh? This is a little interesting. <laughs> um, we got We got to give a shout out to uh, to Country Squire Radio listener John uh, Jordan Crowder. Who, um, you know, his brother is, uh, he's, he's a podcaster. He's, he's kind of a, a pretty well known, especially in kind of the conservative political sphere and the uh, political podcasting sphere, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, YouTube and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, so his brother, Stephen Crowder, uh, went on a show, Joe Rogan's show. Now, Joe Rogan is a comedian. Um, chances are you've heard of him. He's kind of constantly up on the, the trending and YouTube with his show, um, which, whose name, the name of his show is actually escaping me at the moment. I can, Full confession, I don't really listen to his show, uh, but I did this one particular week because yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan hooked up his brother when he was going to, uh, to Rogan's show, to Rogan's show right. and, and said, hey, take this tobacco with you and, and teach Joe Rogan how to smoke a pipe. And the tobacco he gave them was seersucker from the country squire that is so cool you know it it's great i mean and, and they didn't you know mention no, it they didn't mention it, it. That but that would have been nice they, no but they didn't have to it was it was just cool i felt like you know it's, these these people have a very wide audience and whoever you are you, you've got to recognize that you know there's folks listening to these guys from all over the world and, and they're sitting there puffing hey, on seersucker the way That's i great. the way i see it is it, it's a fun little bit of trivia that that was your uh, pipe tobacco and plus it's exposing kind of pipe smoking 
to a, a broader podcast listening audience. Yeah, I, and think, I think that was the exciting thing. Exactly. And I, I was glad we could just be a small part of that. It, it It's funny, actually, that the blend that they smoked that day was seersucker from us. And it's it's great because actually Cornell and Deal uh, last week released a tobacco called seersucker. Oh, lawsuit. All right. And, All and, right. <laughs> and so, of course, you know, a, a small little shop like the Country Squire, of course, we've, you know, we've got a nice following, but, you know, we're no Cornell and Deal. But uh, so they, they didn't approach us, you know, before before uh, coming out with their own seersucker. So I had to troll them a little we bit. We had their master blender. I, I, I had to troll them a little bit, you know, uh, you're just saying, hey, you know, our, our seersucker has been out a little while and it's it's pretty good we think y'all should try it maybe cornell and dill should give it a shot sometime too and uh and so anyway it's just funny that of all the blends that uh that they could have sent on to uh, for joe rogan to smoke it it happened it, to be seersucker happened to be that the, the week that uh cornell and dill uh, cornell... released their seersucker so kind of funny yeah. all right cornell and dill i call... just want to say i think that's John a... david's not going to call you out i'll call you out no right I, I, look we got a lot of friends over there but I, right, i'm yeah, just saying like... you know and, and the pipe smoking community we we're we're, we're pretty kind about this kind of stuff all but, right, all right but uh right. but i'm just saying there are a couple of those cornell deal names that have been out for a little while that uh you know might make good names at the old uh country oh. choir. so i don't know yeah we'll, we'll just see where that goes turnarounds yeah. fair play <laughs> <laughs> i i love uh i love the name seersucker for a pipe tobacco though. yeah i just think that's great of course we went the aromatic route i think cornell deal um went a more um <gasps> A more English Perique route, I, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, the, something about that name, it just evokes, uh, particularly, I don't know, in the Old South, it just uh, has a good feel to it. You know so what? I, I, was, I was happy to see that being used. We'll put it, we'll put it to a vote right now. Uh, you know, that for, if you're listening right now, use the hashtag Seersucker if you think that the, that the Country Squire Seersucker is better, and it, use the hashtag Seersucker if you think that Cornell and Deal's Seersucker is better. <laughs> And we will tally up. It's real scientific. Real scientific. And we'll tally up all the uh, the hashtags at the end of it and, and skew the results however we want to. Well, you know, I, I think one way or the other, it's 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 going to be pretty strong for Searsucker. But uh, but yeah, man, <laughs> that is pretty great. Hey, we've uh, we've of course have got to mention. You know, it's it's great here on International Pipe Smoking Day uh, to be able to share that the Country Squire Radio Pipe Club is uh, is introducing some new members. So we've actually That's right. got at the Squire level, Brandon Thompson and Jesse Lukowski. Joining the club, welcome, guys. Man, welcome. Thank you so much for uh, for getting on board to support our community and um, and truly being you know one of the big parts of making the show happen. That's, Absolutely, that's wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely, we got got a new patron too. Got right? a new patron as well. Big ups to Ruben Stoka for uh, for becoming a patron and helping us out. And that's the great thing, guys. If you're listening to this this podcast, if you like the pipe community, if you want to help grow the pipe community, you know you mentioned before, of course, with uh, just kind of this year, we we can make this year be a great year for uh, pipes overall. So help support this community uh even for just a dollar an episode become a patron if you want to even join the club we've got that's just starting at three dollars up to five dollars as well that's right you can learn more at patreon.com slash country squire radio or go to country radio.com uh click on join the club i've got all the information there not going to bore you with that tonight <laughs> because tonight we've got some brand new tobaccos to talk about before we jump into the show uh yeah man i, I we've got so much like at the top there's, of the show there's here. a lot i feel like the top of the show is is kind of uh going to be the bulk of stuff I'm which, is, you, which is fine but uh, yeah, it, it's kind of neat. This past week, uh, one more piece of news: we did uh, roll out a couple of new tobaccos here at the Country Squire. I was really, really pleased with, and and our aromatic smokers have been kind of clamoring for a little while for us to pay some some attention to them. And uh, and 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 Caleb and I have both uh, been working on these uh, couple of blends for. Uh, three months now, really. I mean, it, it's kind of neat how this works. You know, you you hire someone like Caleb who's really mm. excited and energetic, and you just hope they 
kind of take to the craft. And, you know, in a small environment like this, whoever you're working with every day is going to make a big impact. And um, Caleb, of course, just works extremely hard. He's very interested in the pipe culture in the community. And, big time. And, 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 and you know, and he champion of he, he kind of it kind of brings over his uh, palate and stuff to, to our, our side of the spectrum as well from the coffee world. And so uh, anyway, we have just been working so hard on these new blends. We came out with uh, two aromatics that I'm just really, really proud of. We have uh, a, a, our, our first one is uh, it's called County Seat, mm. and it is the new apple blend. I'm actually smoking it tonight. I was smoking it earlier. Um, we, yeah, we're, did you smoke it earlier? I yeah. loved it, man. It's, it's a, really good. County Seat, it's good. You've got plenty of apple flavor, but it's uh, and there's just a little of that tart apple. It's got uh, maybe kind of a, I don't know, a little bit of a Granny Smith thing going on, but not way too tart. And just, just real easy to smoke, kind of your mouth, uh, burns to a nice, uh, fine white ash. And, uh, and so we, we were real pleased with that. Um, I, I have finally created what I think is the most smokable uh, chocolate tobacco on earth. <laughs> and that is, uh, it, we're bringing back an old name That's of Country Squire. Right it, it, it is. I, it, I guess what I'm saying is I just haven't found too many uh, t- too many chocolate tobaccos that I've liked. Fair enough. But, fair uh, enough yeah. we, an old name at the Country Squire uh, was uh, Tobac du Chocolat. And, uh, and I, I brought it back. I brought it back. That was uh, Mrs. Reeves uh, named a tobacco that years and years ago. And, uh, and we didn't sell it a lot, so it was discontinued. And uh, anyway, I, I decided to kind of rework that formula we brought it back and uh, you've got a really nice r- rich chocolate flavor it's it's silky uh, and doesn't leave a film on your tongue doesn't gunk up your pipe it's just a real clean uh, tobacco flavor that uh, that has plenty of that silky milk chocolate so uh, so anyway I'm, I'm real pleased with both these we worked really hard on them and I hope y'all uh, smoke them and uh, and love them I'm curious to try the chocolate blend I, I remember I walked in and, and you know tonight in honor of International Pipe Smoking Day I am actually smoking the very first pipe I ever purchased and uh, are you smoking a pipe on air I'm sm- well I was smoking you were <laughs> I was smoking <laughs> pre-air yeah. yeah I kind of wanted to what but a then pretty pipe now oh, that we're can into I see it. that yeah, yeah absolutely yeah 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 it's a straight billiard yeah we got we got a straight billiard here and uh it yeah just it looks like a house pipe like a basket pipe or something a pretty italian briar straight grain all the way around nice uh nice coat of um kind of a what would you call that a, a cherry stain yeah it's, it's got definitely um, kind of a red i mean pretty. it's it's kind of a reddish and brown actually for uh for you know a basket pipe that stem on that is really high quality that I'm is a you. that is a um a ebonite stem that comes to a very thin taper which uh you know on a lot of these uh, basket pipes you just don't see a lot of. So, um, man, that's that's great. That was your first pipe. It's my huh? first pipe. It's one that's of these a good, things. That's a good pipe for your first pipe. That's the thing. I, you know, I wanted, I wanted, I knew I wanted a briar pipe uh, for my first pipe, and I remember walking into the store in Memphis, and I've I've shared it before in, in the history of the show that you know my first time was not great. I actually almost felt a little. Um, imposed upon because they were like, you know, I, I didn't know what I was getting into. And then, you know, they put like a $200 pipe in front of your face and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on now. <laughs> like, I, I don't know even where to begin with this. I got bills, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I actually kind of did a, a little bit of the diving into into their uh, their basket pipes. And this one just spoke to me. It just, you know, it was the right shape for what I was going for. I didn't know anything about grain at the time per se. So I kind of lucked out. Uh, with you know, especially for the price of the time, and this one has always just held a special place in my heart. I very rarely ever smoke it. Yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, it's International Pipe Smoking Day. I'd like to smoke the pipe where it all began, and this is that pipe. That's so. great, man. Well, and, if you leave it sitting around the country squire too long, it might wind up on the tobacconist rack over there because that is uh, that is certainly my shape profile. So, <laughs> well, I gotta <laughs> just say, be, that just be careful. Watch it like a hawk. Enjoying the country seat uh, in it tonight was was delicious. I can't wait to try the chocolate. Yeah. Uh, down the line for sure. I just have to have the right palate prepared. I think for i mean you know for a chocolate tobacco you almost no, yeah. need to go into it knowing what you're getting into yeah and so uh so i'll definitely be trying that in the future 
But it is apropos that, that you introduced two brand new tobaccos that are entering into the world uh, on a night like tonight, because the topic that we're covering is, yeah, is fun. quite the opposite of that. <laughs> uh, in fact, the, the topic that we're covering tonight is actually a suggestion that we got from a pipe club member, a Country Squire Radio club member, Varge. Now, of course, y'all know I Varge. Love Varge, yeah, such a good friend of the show. Absolutely. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I actually put out to our club members, and I was just saying, like, look, guys, you know, we've got our regular series, but what would be some fun things to, to kind of pack in in the in-between in, in terms of kind of specialty episodes. Varge went a little bit of above and beyond. He gave us an idea for a specialty episode that I think is actually going to become a new series unto itself. Yeah. And that is Tobacco's Lost to Time. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be going back in, uh, what, what do you call the thing, time capsule a little bit here and uh, take yeah. a look at uh, tobaccos that are no longer with us and, and the history of them. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought this was a fun uh, topic to explore and like Bo uh, mentioned it's something that we can come back to periodically just because there's so many uh, great historic tobaccos out there that, you know, it, it have just disappeared. And, and that, you know, the, the reason for that is uh, varied. I mean, there's tons of different, uh, you know, reasons that different tobaccos have, have come, gone, and come back again and, and all that. But, uh, but yeah, we thought it would be fun to just explore some of these things. And, um, and, and I guess broadly uh, for tonight's purposes and and i thought this was interesting as i got to thinking about this um it, just how this lines up as you'll as you'll see shortly um i i thought this would be very relevant in today's world uh considering some tobaccos that are uh, are on the chopping block as it were uh, right now and that's the uh that's the dunhill tobaccos of course oh, yeah. uh you know as we've talked about the past couple of weeks the uh uh, British American tobacco uh, merging with Reynolds of America, maker of Camel cigarettes and Pall Mall and things like that. They've actually decided to discontinue uh, production of all their premium cigars and and pipe tobaccos. And I got to thinking about that. That's that's kind of uh, kind of applicable or at least uh, relatable to some of the major uh, pipe tobacco brands disappearing uh, even within the past 20 years, Gosh, which yeah. is really something. So yeah. um, the first one uh, we'll, we'll mention um, is the Middleton Tobacco Series. Okay, so if you ever smoked uh, cherry tobacco in the 20th century, <laughs> and, and, and most, uh, most of our you know, older smokers have, I mean, if you think about that, you know, you're in the 1970s, you're a young adult, your grandfather or an uncle or something was smoking a real sweet you know, tobacco that just made the room light up with that bright cherry smell. Yeah, it was, the, it was the in tobacco of the era that's to right. some extent. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there was a really good chance, a very good chance that that was Middleton's tobacco. Um, Middleton's, of course, uh, you know, did, they go, went way back. What's that? No, I just, it, Middleton's just a, it's, it, when you say like Middleton and I think of those flavor palettes, like in my head, I'm thinking of like Middleton's pharmacy or something of like that nature with kind of like their cherry tonic, I don't know why that jumped into my head, but it did. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. I have no idea what you're talking about. But uh, yeah, so the <laughs> the Middleton Tobacco, they, they'd they been around since the early 1900s and um, had just a variety of flavors. Of course, uh, some of the uh, main ones that we that we know are things like uh, the um, cherry tobacco that they had, but then also things like uh, Carter Hall and... Uh, Prince Albert in a can. Uh, Wait, and so, Car- Carter Hall? Yeah. Now, of course, these are those are tobaccos that are still around, right? So you can get Carter Hall and um, and Prince Albert tobaccos. They're harder to find now just because, you know, some of these things are um, more niche as far as the demand for them out there. But um, but they are still around. But, you know. I mean, you said those. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm catching up here. Yeah. So, so and, and Carter Hall and uh, Prince Albert are both made by Middleton? Uh, that's right. That's right. Those are Middleton brands. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to touch so, the Prince Albert, but Carter Hall is actually, uh, that, is, that is the name of the DC superhero Hawkman. 
Really? Yeah. Fun fact there. That's why that one kind of stood out to me. Yeah. I wonder what that. Uh, I wonder how that. Um, if, if there's some kind of uh, I don't know, translation. Now suddenly I want to smoke it. <laughs> uh, Middleton Tobacco, of course, had several brands. Uh, and, and then eventually what happened is they, uh, in the early uh, 2000s, merged. Um, with, and it, it, I'm kind of unclear about this. I, I think, uh, well, no, I think they actually merged with Altria. They got bought by Altria. Altria, of course, uh, is the uh, owner of uh, brands such as Philip Morris, uh, Marlboro oh. and LNM, uh, LNM cigarettes, Parliament, things like that. So we're talking about a huge, uh, huge brand of tobacco. But um, you know, they eventually purchased uh, the Milton line and then uh, it, it discontinued some of the brands that, of course, were you know iconic in the uh, you know American tobacco culture, but just that maybe weren't as profitable as some of the. Uh, some of the things that they were pushing on the on the other side of the spectrum. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, just kind of interesting. Middleton's, of course, uh, it, it's one of those blends. I think we even talked about it briefly on our um, top three episode where we did uh, cherry blends. Uh, cherry blends, Middleton's tobacco uh, had to be, you know, kind of considered for that uh, lineup because it was just probably the most iconic cherry blend of the uh, of the 20th century. Hmm. But uh, you could buy it in a pouch. It also came in a tin, uh, and and you'll still see stuff like this uh, floating around. Um, you know, uh, big trading stuff for uh, old school tin collectors and things like that. But anyway, it, it's uh, it, it's hard to find a lot of information about some of these older tobaccos. Um, but you know, I think the the anecdotes from people who smoked them are uh, are just very good. You've got uh, typically with this, it's a cross cut uh, burley uh, with Virginia flakes, uh, kind of a ready rubbed, uh, and just a just a soft cherry aroma. Uh, typically, you know, burned kind of hot, <laughs> just like a lot of tobacco of, of that of that style wood, but. Uh, but anyway, just iconic American blend that uh, you know it's if you if you can find it today, it's rare, few and far between. I was about to ask, like for something like that. I mean, with with especially the the high profile tobacco of yesterday and and not being in current production. I mean, what what would what would a ten of that go for? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think because it was one of those uh, tobaccos that just wasn't. It, it didn't it didn't go discontinued very um, long ago, really. Right. And, and so, you know, these are tobaccos that you can find. Them. You can still find around, you know, even some retailers are going to have them even sitting on the shelf, which is kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, it just depends on, you know, kind of the importance that you have of it. But um, overall, I, you know, I think it'll be certainly harder to find than uh, than some other collectible tins. Interesting. So, OK, yeah. gotcha. Um, so kind of cool. Um, what's interesting to me is when we talk about Middleton stuff and they discontinued uh, back in the early 2000s thousand several uh lines of tobacco so um you know that was kind of a it, when they merged with with altria uh the the group discontinued a whole swath of things and uh somewhere along the line uh the cherry uh tobacco kind of got caught up uh in that uh but you know they had had a bunch that uh came out that you know we're all kind of caught in that uh merger and so anyway um you know, it's just something where, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's hard to get, but it's iconic, certainly, of the 20th century. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so one other one we'll talk about, and, uh, of course, this is uh, the, the famous House of Windsor tobaccos. Um, and House of Windsor, they had uh, an interesting lineup. There were, uh, you know, tons of different blends and brands within their 
house. <laughs> but the uh, the the number one uh, thing that uh, I think you and I would think of most would be uh, the Revelation tobacco that they mm. had. Of course, Revelation uh, is the tobacco that Einstein smoked, and uh, and it was just it's around tobacco for, that uh, is responsible for you know our vision of of what it will be like when Tobacco Jesus returns. I'm sorry. <laughs> That might be the Jameson talk. That might be the Jameson. <laughs> I apologize. But the uh, I'm so sorry. But it, it, it's interesting. House of Windsor is a interesting tobacco company. This is a company, uh, Pennsylvania origin, and they go back a very long time. And it's one of those things where you know they had just a, a bunch of different brands, but they started disappearing. I think as the uh, as the blending, you know, they got not as good over time at, at some of their processes and quality control and things like that. And so there were just a lot of inconsistencies mm-hmm. in their batches and things of that nature. So um, anyway, as time went on, uh, a lot of the House of Windsor tobaccos were, were discontinued. This is kind of fuzzy for me, and I'd be interested to know if there's anyone else in the industry that knows more about House of Windsor. But my understanding is they were uh, in Inquire, acquired by Imperial Tobacco, and of course, this is back in. Uh, okay, that is an awesome name of a company. I know it, acquired by an even more awesome name. Of I, a I know, right? I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, you've got all these old British brands and names, you know, that kind of uh, have a. I don't know. There's just you see them throughout the tobacco world. It's kind of fascinating. But uh, Imperial Tobacco uh, eventually acquired House of Windsor. Either that or. Uh, our uh, American distributor named Altidus. Uh, Altidus, of course, is the uh, big, big premium tobacco company. They are the ones that produce uh, Romeo and Juliet cigars here for the United States market, and uh, real, real popular, iconic cigar brand. And uh, and Altidus either either acquired House of Windsor, which was then acquired by Imperial Tobacco, or uh, or Imperial acquired House of Windsor directly. I, I was I was unclear on the order there. But Imperial Tobacco, which eventually became Imperial Brands because they're trying to get out of this, uh, you know, the, the they're big tobacco, so they're trying to get away from the stigma of everything. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, after, after looking them up, their logo uh, does not represent the awesomeness of their name. I, I, w- I would agree. I, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed Imperial Tobacco. I'm <laughs> you, could, disappointed. you could do better. But um, it, it, it's interesting, in, the, in a similar vein, uh, once Imperial Tobacco took over the House of Windsor brands, I mean, you're talking about small batch tobacco stuff that are, you know, are just, uh, you know, they're not going to be the big money makers that, you know, some of these brands, if you, if you're looking at, uh, Imperial Tobacco, I mean, we're talking, um, about, you know, just a very multifaceted tobacco company that's got its hands in all kinds of different pots across the world. Their main concern is not maintaining, uh, you know, iconic, uh, you know, boutique pipe tobaccos exactly. that yeah, were, yeah, yeah. and, and, you know, so that's the, that's, that's part of the issue here. And so, um, so anyway, uh, when they were acquired eventually by Imperial Tobacco, the brands sputtered for a while and then eventually went away. Um, and so that was, uh, all within the past 20 years actually, which is kind of fascinating. And I think that's, there's something to be said there about the timeline of this. You know, we've kind of, uh, the tobacco, you know, cigarette world got got really hammered in the '90s uh, as people became more aware. There were more lawsuits, and and I think, uh, you know, as as unfortunately pipe tobacco and cigars got kind of thrown into the bag with these other guys, there was just this big push to consolidate with these big companies. So and, I've lost all kinds of love for Imperial Tobacco just based on on this story. Oh, absolutely. I started off, I was in for it, and now I think I'm about to join the Imperial Resistance. <laughs> the, I mean, the, the tobacco resistance. The, the rebellion? The rebellion. The, the Imperial Rebellion. The, the tobacco rebellion. 
<laughs> Ooh, the Tobacco Rebellion. Is that a thing? Do we get a lightsaber? Oh, Tobacco <laughs> Jedi. What's cool, though, um, you, or, what, what, what's interesting is, you know, not cool, but interesting, there's the parallel uh, with what's going on today with mm. the Dunhill Company. And mm -hmm. so uh, Dunhill's, of course, um, Dunhill Tobacco, uh, most iconic name in pipe tobacco and in pipes. Uh, been around for uh, over a century. And, uh, of course, owned and uh, distributed here in America by British American Tobacco. Uh, British American has just acquired, within the past couple weeks, uh, Reynolds America. And as we talked about, these are uh, the folks that make, uh, you know, Camel and Pall Mall cigarettes. And so, um, you know, what, what they've done almost immediately, I mean, just immediately, has announced the, you know, their ceasing of uh, production of all their premium cigars and, uh, and pipe tobacco lines. So, um, you know, it, it's just funny to look back at the history of Middleton uh, and how they kind of gutted the lineup there once they were acquired by uh, Big Tobacco. House of Windsor, they were acquired by Big Tobacco and then uh, got rid of basically the entire lineup there. Uh, and, and now and now the Dunhill name, um, you know, uh, British America Tobacco, uh, which is already one of the biggest tobacco companies in the world. But, you know, here you've got them merging with a cigarette company and then they, they're, uh, I guess, to appease the shareholders and that kind of thing or just uh, stripping their lineup of all the things that, you know, aren't as profitable. So uh, just a really fascinating uh, thing. You know, I think this is the kind of thing that happens when uh, people take over for some of these brands that don't uh, particularly care for the 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 history of it the industry or or even the product itself Man. uh you know and so that's just uh just part of it that's so, so frustrating yeah, i mean so, I, I get it there's a, a substantial profit margin there they're going for a very specific wider customer there i mean it's it's a customer that they can easily by the way take advantage of which is very frustrating i mean not trying to burn any bridges here but i mean that there is something to be said for the boutique stores yeah. like, like the Country Squire and those across the country that have been able to hold out and, and specialize in the area of pipe tobacco or even cigars. Because, I mean, you know, I was just thinking about how, uh, you know, you make for Pappy Joe. Pappy Joe, who, by the way, is now an iconic, practically a member <laughs> of the show. Um, but you, you, you make a mascot, maybe? Senior Chief for him. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you, you hand blend that for him. That is his personal blend. And there are several people that you yeah, hand blend that for. And tobacconists all over the country do this kind of but thing. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like there, there's a, we're, we're people that love, you know, love the end product though itself. Exactly. You know, we love the end product, but we're also doing it for an individual and in many cases a good friend. And so, you know, there's a connection to the end product there that I think, uh, you know, if, if your whole, uh, thing is, you know, to appease someone on the other side of the world who uh, owns stock in your company, then, you know, the, those, uh, your interest in that thing is going to go away pretty quickly. Um, you know, me, I, you know, we're both, you know, both pretty highly educated people. And, eh. you know, you're, you're, uh, eh. even though we don't act like it, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, you, you're, you, you've chosen uh, your line of work and I've chosen mine. And, you know, we could have done other things and probably, you know, made, more money doing this or that, but like at the you same time, you, you chose know, an industry that, that that was of yesterday, and I chose an industry that yet has not yet become. Has we, not yet become exactly. We, we so not you know, today. yeah, but I mean, the, you know, the thing is, like we we could have you know gone to work at a bank That's or right. you know whatever, and uh, and you know we we chose to do things that we are more emotionally connected to, and that's um I don't know I think that's part of the beauty, and and I hope that um someone comes along and recognizes that with some of these older brands. What's cool, and, and, I, and I think what gives us hope about some of these things is the the renaissance of old 
uh, pipe tobaccos that are now starting to come back a little bit. And so, uh, you know, in the past couple of years, we've had uh, stuff like the um, standard tobacco reissuance of uh, John Cotton blends and uh, the uh, War Horse and Bengal slices, mm-hmm. things like that. Three Nuns has, has been redeveloped, come back out. We've got uh, the Balkan Sobrani, which is which has come back out. Really, really hard to get, but uh, but it's also also come back out. And and so I think as, you know, as time goes on, we've got folks that are kind of uh, going and finding these obscure blends from history. And uh, it's kind of like what we see in the movies today, right? Like people are finding these old storylines that still maybe have relative relevance or appeal today. And they're bringing some of those things back. I mean, look at the reinterest in uh, things like Star Wars or, uh, you know, uh, movies from the past that are kind of being updated and, you know, re- returned. I, I don't know. I think there might be something uh, there to look at as far as a parallel. Goes. Well, but, and I think I think that you're touching on it, too, because it's, it's not, you know, the reason why a lot of these these uh, iconic brands and iconic blends are coming back is it's because of the people. It's because there is kind of this this strong community that's that's building around uh, the pipe as well. I mean, it's 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 the countless number of pipe smokers all around the world. It's the thousands of people that actually tune into the show. I mean, like there, there is a, there is something that is a unifying connection here. And I think that's really awesome. And I, you know, I, it's one of those deals where we as a group of people are not going to be like this mass market, but in the day of the internet and the day of kind of the information age where you can, you can connect with anybody no matter where they are in the world that's right and relate to them on a, on an interest be it star wars be it theology be it i don't know uh some random book from some random author that most people have never heard of yeah be it pipes and pipe tobacco whatever that is small batch whiskey shaving fountain pens weird stuff you know all of, like <laughs> there are things that you can connect with somebody that you may not have anything else in common on but you're able to connect in this way and i think using that as a rallying point to kind of build community is so crucial. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I may be over, like, I'm, I'm trying not to overstate it here, but I do think it's important. And I, and I, I think that, you know, so what you're seeing in the pipe industry with, with kind of these uh, brands coming back, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great sign, but what that sign indicates is that the people are there and that you guys are there and that y'all are actually, you know, supporting these brands, these companies, supporting these boutique shops. Right. And that's, that's to me, that's huge. Yeah. You know, and especially on something like international pipe smoking day, that needs to be something that we, you know, really kind of plant a flag and be like, you know what, we are absolutely here. I'm just glad that our little, you know, series of uh, going back and revisiting brands that uh, have disappeared have have turned into you and me soapboxing and waxing poetic about, and you know, just kind of venting a little. Well, bit. to some I, extent, I'm, you I'm know, okay it, with that. I, it was, it's not planned, but it is one of those things where yeah, it's like, especially on International Pipe Smoking Day. Well, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about like, oh, it's International Pipe Smoking Day. We're gonna be talking about brands that have like gone by the wayside. But no, but I think that reflecting on what has happened in the past is kind of almost like a call to arms for what's going forward. Yeah, I agree. And so you know, it's it's kind of uh, it's God's providence happening right now is what it is because everything's kind of lining up for for this to be a very unique uh, show in that way. And I'm I'm looking forward to continuing on the series, man, when uh, when we get a chance to look at other pipe tobaccos that have been lost to time yeah. and uh, and seeing just kind of what, what naturally comes well, from that. And, and, you know, what's interesting, of course, tonight we took kind of the 30,000 foot view. Sure. Uh, you know, we just briefly, this is a very, uh, you know, rudimentary, you know, brief kind of look at a couple of different brands themselves without, without actually looking at the tobaccos that they produced. You know, we could do a series of five shows just on uh, you know, Carter Hall or, you know, Revelation Tobacco or uh, Middle 
Colton Cherry or you know whatever. Of course, Carter Hall they still I gotta make. Gets that Carter um, Hall man. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, of course, and they still make those brands. But the other the other tobaccos that were discontinued, you know, um, you, you know, we could go on and on about those. But I, I just thought as I was looking into this, um, the the interesting kind of eerie parallels as we're talking about brands that have been discontinued. Why those brands were discontinued, uh, and then of course, uh, you know, some of the best selling tobacco in the world today the dunhill blends uh you know just just recently within the past couple weeks uh looking like they're gonna experience the same fate so um i I don't know it's all just kind of fascinating but but it was a good opportunity for us to take a look at that and i think in the near future we'll uh we'll go back and take a look a closer look at the at the blends themselves awesome awesome man well hey uh you know on this uh international pipe smoking day not only are we looking back on uh on uh, you know great tobaccos that have gone by the wayside, we're also looking uh, back on great pipe smokers. That's right. Uh, who have become iconic uh, in in the industry for what they represented in the way and what they smoked. And I'm long way away trying to get us to talk to you about <laughs> the pipe that's sponsoring this show from the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. And that is the MacArthur. The MacArthur uh, General. That's right. So Man, we've got a, uh, just a huge, uh, beautiful uh, uh, corn cob pipe. They use uh, virtually an entire cob uh, to make this pipe. It's and, a weapon. Uh, well, a, lot of, a lot of folks uh, think that maybe the, the entire cob itself is actually uh, has the chamber drilled down, but actually the chamber goes about halfway down. Yeah, but that's still, uh, that it, it's, still it's still really deep, though. It is, and uh, it's got a really nice long uh, shank on there, uh, and, and uh, it just styled in the typical uh, Missouri Meerschaum way. Uh, this is actually the the one we've got tonight is the five star. It's actually the finished version, but they make an unfinished version as well that uh, has kind of a rougher uh, rougher look where the cob is not varnished, uh, which what is did, actually really cool. What did the general himself prefer? Uh, you know, I'm not sure, to be honest. I, I want to yeah. say it's the unfinished. And the images that I've seen him in, I feel like it's yeah. the unfinished. But well, to be fair, I'm not, I've never really paid that close attention. What's interesting is I think most of the five-star uh, general pipes from Missouri Meerschaum are, are bent. But the uh, the unfinished, the unvarnished ones are actually straight. Uh, and, and in most of the pictures that you see of Douglas MacArthur, he is smoking a straight uh, corn cob pipe, which I which I think is fascinating. So um, in, anyway, either either way, uh, you're getting a really big pipe that's making a really big statement. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and they, they smoke great. Of course, this is one of those pipes that uh, if you do want to get a corn cob pipe, uh, it, this is going to be the one that uh, you know is going to give you a, a big enough chamber to smoke for uh, you know just just well over an hour, if not more, uh, and and uh, and just give you that pure uh, pure taste and and a good good to good uh, pipe to sample uh, new tobacco that you've never tried before. So, Absolutely. And of course, yep. you can get this from the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. And hey, if you've got a general pipe, if you're going to bust out your MacArthur, uh, absolutely do it this week. I know some of y'all are actually smoking this right now, even as we speak, but take a picture of it. We will retweet that out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know you appreciate them for supporting the show. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Pipe question of the week. All right, pipe question of the week this week. 
uh, comes in to us from Punk Rock Piper on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, constantly tuning in for our live shows. I'm sure listening right now says, uh, how can I get rid of the blackening around the rim of my pipe bowl? Interesting. Yeah. Um, man, I'm, I'm looking at my, you know, old yeah. school, uh, billiard pipe here and uh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. You know, on, on some pipes, that's just going to be inevitable, uh, based on, uh, the angle, the pipe hangs in your mouth or, uh, you know, just the shape of the bowl, um, you know, the rim of the pipe, how it, uh, you know, sits in comparison to where you are, are lighting the pipe. If you are filling it full, if you're not filling it full, uh, a lot of times the rim of the pipe bowl is just going to start to blacken. This is, I'm actually tonight smoking my, um, my Nearup pipe. This is a Nearup, uh, classic made by Petter Jeppesen, uh, in Denmark. And, and I love this pipe. God, uh, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a gorgeous pipe, but regularly it, it gets a, just a really heavy kind of, uh, sooty, uh, black blackness on the back part of the rim, uh, and it's just something that happens. I, I can. Yeah, why is that on the bl- like on the back part? Well, if you think about how it's hanging in your mouth, I think that has most to do with it. So, so when you when you're lighting your pipe, um, the flame typically is you know going to go straight up because the flame doesn't care how you're uh, right, <laughs> you know how right, you're holding yeah. your pipe, and so you know it, it, with the angle being what it is, typically that that back side of the rim is going to get burned more than the front side. But um, yeah. Yeah, so there's a few options here, and and uh, you can expect some you know carbon staining like this on a pipe, and that's inevitable. It's just something that uh, comes with it with the territory, and uh, you learn to love and and to appreciate for what it is. But if it is something that you really do want to get rid of, you have to be careful because if you do too much of this too often or, or go to an extreme, you can actually mess with the stain of your pipe itself, and so you do have to be careful. But uh, the the best thing I've learned to do. Uh, is take a terry cloth, a real soft uh, terry cloth, one of those, um, you know, something that you would, uh, you know, just clean something with, wipe something down with. Take that terry cloth and and soak it in really, really hot water. Um, and then if you'll just uh, ring, ring that hot water out and and hold uh, the kind of damp, uh, hot, hot terry cloth over the rim of your pipe, uh, just press it on the top without, uh, without turning it. Just let some of that hot... Uh, water and and steam kind of soak into there. Really, uh, and and then just kind of rub your hand back and forth so that you're kind of kind of um, applying a little pressure on that uh, on that carbon stain with your hot damp terry cloth. The the carbon will start to come off, um, it, believe it or not. And then you can once that cloth kind of cools down, you can take it uh, and just start to kind of gently work on the on the top of your pipe there. Now, um, again, you don't want to do this. You know, wait way too often or for too long because that you know that hot water it will kind of start to mess with the uh with the stain of your pipe um but you can get a lot of that stuff off and if you're real careful and and just uh you know take take your time you can get you can get a whole lot of that stain off uh the from the the carbon char on the top of your rim so um give that a shot i've had a lot of success with that uh again just a real hot uh wet terry cloth that you wring out, uh, hold it on the top of your pipe and then kind of rub it back and forth a little bit. Um, and, and then once you, you know, dry the excess water off and then just kind of, you know, start to work around there by, um, you know, rubbing at the, uh, at the carbon buildup, um, you'll be able to get a lot of that off more than you'd think. If you still have some left over after that, uh, which on a lot of pipes, you know, we, we inevitably do just because it's so, uh, such a heavy buildup, 
at that point, you're going to have to go to some kind of, uh, you know, buffing situation where you're, you know, putting it on a wheel or uh, some people even sand it down and then restain the pipe or something like that. But but short of doing anything like that, uh, just try just try hot cloth and see where that gets you. Interesting. So it's not that it's charred, it's just ash and build up. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's basically the same substance that's inside the cake of your pipe, right? Interesting. Yeah, so I mean, you, okay. it just, you know, a lot of times under, like this Nearup I've got here, it's got this, uh, you know, terrible uh, stain around the top of the rim. But I mean, if all that were gone, which, you know, if I took my time tonight, I could probably get most of it off. Underneath that's just, you know, pure unadulterated briar. I learned something tonight. Yeah, so there you I go. learned something every episode. There you go. <laughs> that's what I learned today. <laughs> well, great question, Punk Rock Piper. We really appreciate that. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in. Uh, you can send it in at show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire question. All right, man. Continuing on. Quick fire questions from thispipelife.com. More about them in a second. Uh, but Cretan Dan, who sent in quickfire questions on what the forums great name. over at thispipelife.com. Uh, are you ready for this? Yeah, bring it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Dress shoes, lace, or slip-on? Uh, I got to go with slip on. Yeah. That, that, look, this is the thing. The dress, the, if, you, if, you're, if you tie them up, you're, they're probably going to look a little sharper. But if you don't care... And you're going through an airport line, or you just you're just airport lazy. Line. Yes, you know. I mean, that half the reason I have long hair and a beard is because I <laughs> a don't want to go to the barber shop, and b don't want to shave. <laughs> so I mean, you know, get, just give me the slip-ons, man. I think that's man, great. The, the convenience. I, I'll take Velcro. Do they make Velcro dress shoes? Oh my gosh, <laughs> funded. That might we might need to kickstart that right now. We Are might you need me? to. That sounds great. Uh, but no, I'm I'm totally with you, man. The convenience of the slip-ons, the loafers. Uh, you know, you can't you can't beat it plus the other factor too is that like you know you mentioned that the lace-ups actually look more professional i think they do that's not true if they come untied because if they come untied they, well, then you look homeless man that's yeah. that's not gonna work that's <laughs> not gonna fly so yeah so we're we are in agreement there all right ready suspenders or belt uh, i if both are an option i'm gonna go with suspenders mm. but generally both are not an option mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, if you're going to wear suspenders, like you got to wear the real ones that have like that button into your pants. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I I don't know. I'm just and I'm not going to wear I'm not going to wear, you know, janky suspenders with like blue jeans or something. I don't know. You know, the the idea of it, I prefer suspenders, but on a practical daily basis, I go with a belt. I'm going to get every like suspenders. It's going to be a hard no for me. The only the only <laughs> the only exception I've ever made with suspenders because it's funny. I actually even have like some like Christmas suspenders with like you know Santa Claus on them and everything else. My wife always gets them out every single year, and I have yet to ever actually wear them. Uh, I'm just not a suspenders guy. The only exception I ever made was for my brother in law uh, for for his wedding when he was marrying my sister. And I remember like we were there, we were all getting dressed and it was day of. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, the suspenders come out and I'm like, man, I'm not going to wear these. And he kind of <laughs> looks at me with like this look of like, look, I, you know, he's he, like, he's one of these guys that was always trying to win my favor and everything. And to be fair, he's, he didn't have to. He was a nice guy. I liked him a lot. I still like him. And, and it's kind of one of these, <laughs> if that's not implied, <laughs> I do. I like him a lot, but it's one of these things like he never had to try, but he was always trying to win, you know, to win me over. Cause of course I was the brother of, of uh, you know, the girl that he wanted to marry. But then on his wedding day, when I said that I wasn't going to wear these scissors, uh, the suspenders, he gave me a look that was like, 
Come on, man. You got to be a team player, <laughs> baby. Like, we need you to be a team player. Like, I've never insisted on anything. I'm insisting <laughs> on this, this one. Exactly. I need this one. I need this one. That's exactly. right. <laughs> so uh, that's the only exception I ever made, and I'm going to have to say belt all the way. All the way. <laughs> that's fair enough. All right. So uh, uh, we also, finally, tonight, we have clean-shaven, well-groomed beard, or wild and free might have a chipmunk living in it. You know, I, I aspire to the uh, well-groomed beard category, but I think of late it's been more the uh, wild and free might have a chipmunk living in it kind of beard. Hey, you know, it, it's a place where I've I've grown fond of kind of keeping my leftovers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, what was it? the Ron Swanson thing about how he goes to the steakhouse and little gristle of the steak actually like gets stuck in his mustache for him to be able to sample and taste throughout the week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so gross, man. For <laughs> for me, you know, actually, actually, what's funny is uh I, my beard the the longer it gets i do uh it, it reminds me throughout the day of the pipe tobaccos i've smoked actually mm, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny so uh you know if i'm later in the day and i'm like oh yeah there was that uh that glp's <laughs> tobacco i tried six pence this morning I, that was that was really good so uh it, it really is a flavor saver yeah yeah for uh you know I, this is obviously a weird and ironic question to to ask to me at this time because uh, as as listeners of the show know, as live viewers of the show have have uh, ridiculed me for, I shaved my beard a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, um, you look like a, a child. No, it's, I I did. Okay, look, I, I looked, <laughs> I looked young. I did look like a college student. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe a freshman. Okay, senior in high school. I, I'm just saying, like, I, it was it was not a child per se, but regardless. Uh, I do, you know, fresh shaved. I do, I do look quite young. It's kind of coming back now. I've, no, it actually it is. I, I was going to mention that earlier uh, at the top of the show. It, lo- it looks good. You know, I don't, good. I don't remember if I mentioned this. I don't think I mentioned it on the show, but, but right after shaving it, I got an email that, that let me, they told me like, Hey, um, we need you to do this interview for this, this thing. I was like, okay, great. I'd love to do it. You know? And then they, <laughs> they respond back like it's video. And I was like, Dad got because <laughs> my whole thing was like nobody's going to actually see me. I mean, you guys are, but we're all we're all no. Friends here. We have faces for radio. We're clear about exactly. that. exactly. Right. And so I wasn't going to be on any kind of like official capacity in public up until this thing in New Orleans next next month. And uh, and so to get in front of a video so soon, I'm like, oh, all right. Well, they probably saw you and then were like, you know what, we're going to delay it. Too no, much. no. <laughs> at, at this point, I have I have enough of kind we of. We will like just a, phone you in. Yeah, I use a like stock I, photo. I got that like stylish, like short, skinny beard thing going on right now this is this is still kind of in right please we'll roll with okay it. thank you yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> after i beg for any any kind of affirmation our live studio audience gave you a, gave you a, a pity nod uh, yeah. I'll, I'll take that i'll take that i'm sure the memes are, are coming but um but yeah so for the most part though it's typically wild and free i am not somebody who uh puts too much attention into personal grooming as um the live studio audience and the live viewers know it's quite very well. weird yeah <laughs> great quick fire questions and again those came in from Cretan dan who put those on the forums at thispipelife.com. Now, thispipelife.com, excellent forum community, uh, excellent online community. They're doing some amazing things. You know, I I mentioned it before, but on the forums, there is actually a quickfire questions post where you can go and add your quickfire questions to it. Uh, We've posted that. We've reposted that on Facebook. We've reposted that on Twitter recently. uh, And we'll continue from time to time to repost that as well. I was even thinking about maybe making a direct link uh, on countrysquireradio.com. But but the great thing is thispipelife.com Dot com has been awesome, not just about the, the online community in their own website, but man, they've gone super social. They're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter. You can find them at, you know, the Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. 
slash thispipelife.com. That's right. And I love the content they're putting out, too. It's real high quality of stuff. Of course, uh, This Pipe Life, uh, they're, you know, real highly engaged in the in the pipe culture and industry. And so they're at any any major show that comes up or uh, event, there's a really good chance that they'll be there. And they have content that surrounds that. And so um, that you not only do you kind of get that, but you also get just the benefits of being in an online community uh, with the access to forums and and expertise, uh, you know, of the of the wider pipe community. So, um, yeah, we really support them and, and, and thank them for the supporting the show. So y'all check them out, thispipelife.com. If you register to become a member there, it's absolutely free, but be sure to use the code CSR. It lets them know that you heard about it on the show and it also helps out this show. So help out this show and become part of an awesome online community at thispipelife.com and using the code CSR. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man, the listener feedback tonight has been rolling in. <laughs> You're over here fighting back oh, fantastic. the uh, the laughs. In fact, yeah. do you want to go ahead and dive into the Twitter feedback? Yeah, yeah, okay. So we, we, just going back uh, into more of the earlier part of the show, of course, we're getting uh, pictures from uh, Mark VV eating king cake. Uh, smoking, he's smoking his brand new uh, Chacon pipe. Uh, just a just a beautiful combination there. Uh, that people, king cake looks pe- insane. People too. lamenting uh, the uh, the demise of Dunhill Tobaccos. I will really miss my nightcap from uh, at Party Time Try Hard. Uh, of course, uh, you know, folks that have found uh, Middleton's tobacco out there, our friend at Russ Hicks. Of course it'd be uh, Russ Hicks. Of, of course he would. Of course right? he would. He's, you know, I'm sure got the limited edition if, that's if worth like $50,000. If you've but. ever wondered what <laughs> Russ Hicks's, uh, a seller looks like, look, go back and watch the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark where they're putting up <laughs> the, uh, the Ark funny. of the Covenant in all those boxes. <laughs> yeah, that's like, funny. That's Russ Hicks's tobacco. Like, I yeah. think that's even his seller that yeah. he used. Yeah, I, I, that. I think he rented it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, he found some Middleton's cherry uh, and and had to had to snatch it up, which was kind of cool. Let's see. Moving on, we've got uh, Portland Paul uh, like likes to uh, in a, in a very um, uh, eloquent lay, way talks about his uh, his favorite Carter Hall tobacco, which he says uh, is gross. So uh, we've got uh, several other folks that have chimed in and said, um, uh, Mark VV, I don't even like it for cake. Let's just see. Yeah, Carter Hall got, got got some hate tonight. No, yeah, they they did. They did. He said uh Portland Paul went on to say uh totally I'd use it for birdcage line. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty good. Uh Got to so. give a shout out to Kurt who uh you know Kurt's Kurt's one of those uh that, that likes to do the meme thing from time to time. That's right. That's he right. He took the uh the the pre-show I, I took a picture uh kind of mocking the fact that that uh, we were running late because of you with kind of a a pointed <laughs> At, in your direction, kind of uh, a scowling face. That's However, right. That's he right. He took that, twisted it, and based off our earlier conversation with the seersucker, turned that into Cornell and Deal. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Watch That's yourself. Right. <laughs> the original seersucker. We, uh, we know y'all listen C and D. Pretty, pretty great too. Uh, we've got uh, Kurt at Undertaker Piper. He says, uh, "I love my beard, but if I kiss my wife after drinking a glass of water, it's as if she's kissing a walrus." <laughs> Man, I know how that goes too. Because that's when I, fantastic. When I first shaved, my wife looked at me. She was like, "Oh." I remember that guy from college. <laughs> but then when she came up to kiss me, she's like, ah, it was like a little Spears. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> Man, finally, uh, from from Twitter too, I want to I want to call out Pappy Badger, who uh, it took a great selfie with him and uh, and his precious precious daughter, who are, are watching right now, six weeks old. Man, and that's so, great. Uh, that's great, yeah, Pappy. Man. Thanks so much for for tuning in. Uh, you you and the little one, beautiful child. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now we put it out to the uh, the Pipe Club actually before uh, actually earlier this morning. I kind of wished everybody a uh, happy International Pipe Smoking Day. That's right. And also wanted to offer up the opportunity to the Pipe Club to. to utilize the platform. That's that's the big thing, right? I mean, if you're a pipe club member, we want to try to uh, not just, you know, uh, create the show for you, but we also want to kind of give you access to utilize this platform. Well, yeah, and, and, and engage with it. Exactly. And so uh, so we, we kind of offered up for pipe club members to kind of send uh, International Pipe uh, Smoking Day wishes out into the ether. And so here's what we got. Um, do yeah. you have that pulled up right there? I, I do. You want me to read a couple? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, our good friend Rob Bowden, uh, who great fin- friend of the Country Squire, he says, uh, "International Happy International Pipe Smoking Day to all my fellow members. I'm on the sidelines today with bronchitis, so take a couple puffs ooh, for me. <laughs> uh, Rob, uh, just just know that I, I, I lit up some county seat tonight in your, in your honor. <laughs> so, uh, Christopher Sievert says, I just want to wish everyone at the Squire and all the club members happy Happy IPSD too. I uh, hope everyone enjoys their enjoys their favorite tobacco and get better soon, Rob. Man, so, uh, man that's great. I'll take the next one. It's from uh, Jeremy Larson who says, "Happy International Pipe Smoking Day to all the listeners, and a special Happy International Pipe Smoking Day to the guys and gals at the Reddit.com/r/pipetobacco and the YouTube Pipe Community, also known as the YTPC." That's right, man. We've got so many good friends on the on the Reddit pipe. Uh, tobacco board uh, and then also kind of in, in the broader YouTube community so uh, man it, welcome if you're if you're watching and enjoying it uh, live tonight with us and uh, we wish you a happy IPSD and uh, finally uh, from Mark VV our good friend uh, who actually visited uh, with our, our buddy Randy from uh, from New Orleans this weekend uh, he said How about that uh, yeah it was really great they got to uh, drive up for a couple of uh, few hours and, and enjoy the afternoon here but uh, Mark says uh, I would be remiss if I didn't hop on here to wish everyone a happy IPSD uh, John David Bo Caleb and the Country Squire family and the Magnolia Pipe Club uh, the CSR International Pipe Club and all the members on, of the currently on hiatus New Orleans Pipe Club, uh, which which we, we're sure will, will be uh, they will return at, at some point. Uh, I hope all of you have the best IPSD ever. So uh, that's great. And then finally, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like this, this is this is. Whenever we read that that this person is a member of our pipe club, yeah, I, 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 get, I get excited. I always feel like we should do the um, Wayne's World. We are not worthy. <laughs> but uh, but Phil Morgan wishes, of course, Happy International Pipe Smoking Day from everyone at Missouri Meerschaum. Let's make 2017 the year of the pipe. Yeah, and I and I, I really think uh, it has the potential to be the the planets are aligning. This is. Uh, it's going to be a special year. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And hey, you know, you mentioned, of course, uh, I guess Mark VV actually mentioned the uh, the New Orleans Pipe Pipe Club, uh, you know, kind of on hiatus. I, I do want to kind of float it out there. At, at our last official meeting that I was able to go to right. for the Magnolia Pipe Club here in Mississippi, which is kind of the, the central uh, local local pipe club, uh, I... I offered up that we should actually invade New Orleans <laughs> and annex them. Or, 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 or is that what it called when you take something for yours, even though it's not in your your space? I think that's called conquering. I, I, we wanted to conquer the New Orleans Pipe Club and turn it into a, a, a branch of the. I, I proposed that I get be given emergency uh, uh, military powers. I, I, I see where this is going. The yeah. president shot it down. Ironically, the president works for me, so it's it, kind of a weird. He kind does. Of, 
twist there. I actually went to his office the other day to, right. to once again propose this. Right. Emergency you know, powers. Just, right. Give, give me a emergency authority over the uh, New Orleans district, and we'll we'll go down there and uh, and you know. He kicked me out of his office. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's that's fair. That's fair. He's looking out for the for the, our good friends in New Orleans. I'm, so am I. So am I. I'm just saying under imperial. I mean, uh, um, you know, magnolia rulership. That's uh, right. You know, uh, not rulership, but magnolia guidance. Let's say. You know. We can, we can help out. There. No, I'm just kidding. No, we love we love you guys down in New Orleans. We've and, got uh, so many good friends down there. And, absolutely, uh, are always always happy to interact with y'all and hope we can get down there and visit y'all again soon. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, you know, I, I I failed to mention this at the top of the show, so it's important that I mention this now. But uh, last week we mentioned that upcoming we plan on doing another episode in our Pipe Culture series of episodes. Now, Pipe Culture is where we open up the podcast to anybody to give feedback about whatever topic is being done. It's almost like a community study on various aspects of the pipe and and specifically the culture that surrounds it. So it's not pop culture, it's pipe culture. That's right. And so with this particular uh, episodes that we have coming up, we're talking about archetypes. Now, am I saying that word correctly? Because I got some flack for that. Okay, just making sure I'm saying it. I think so. Yeah. So so the idea of like, when you think of a pipe smoker, I mean, you know, for the most of us, we now kind of have a very, you know, diverse kind of spread of of people that we know who who enjoy uh, pipes and pipe tobacco and that sort of thing. But think back to your earliest days. and, And when you think of a pipe smoker, when you think when you kind of picture that, what is that imagery? What is that archetype right. of the person that is smoking the pipe? You know, we're, we're leading, leaving it broad because we want to get a lot of great feedback that we can kind of pull from and see where there might be some common threads. It's a lot of fun whenever we do these pipe culture episodes, and we really look forward to getting your feedback. Uh, you can send those stories, those ideas into show at countrysquireradio.com. We look forward to getting to those. We'll have that in the coming weeks. So, yeah, definitely be sure to send in your uh, pipe culture archetype stories, thoughts, theories, and otherwise. Those are always fun episodes, too. Absolutely, man. Uh, We also want to encourage you to tune in to the live show whenever you get a chance. This was a really fun one, of course, being that it was International Pipe Smoking Day. We want to thank everybody who's here. And be sure, if you've never tuned in, come join us. It's a lot of fun. You can join us at CountrySquireRadio.com, where we go live at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. That's 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. Again, that's at CountrySquireRadio.com. You can also follow us throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York. at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And you can follow the show at Squire Radio, but all of that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. All right, man. <laughs> this was, this was uh, man, I, I got to tell you, I was really excited to kind of wake up this morning yeah. and be like, man, it's it's International Pipe Smoking Day it on is, man. a live, like like while we're actually recording. This it, is so it's fun. Cool. It's fir- first time that's happened. And uh, of course, as is tradition every year uh, on this day, we have a lot of folks that uh, call the shop just to kind of check in and say, hey, and uh, wish, awesome. wish us well and all that kind of thing. So if you did, if you did get in touch with us today or... Uh, you know, not just place an order or anything, but just uh, reach out. We had a lot of folks that did. I just want to thank you for uh, being such good friends. And um, we uh, we were very, very excited about what the next year has in store for the, for the pipe world. So, and, uh, and happy to be a part of it. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, let's go have a night. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.